Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, Jack and I are going to be discussing this week's episode of Big Brother. We're talking about the veto competition and the veto ceremony, as well as some stuff that may or may not have been going on on the feeds. We're also going to talk a little bit more about the America's vote this week and who we think may have ended up with the power and will it be become will it be played there's a lot to talk about today so let's just go right into the post nomination so cam says that if the roles were reversed if let's say jag or blue had won the hoh that he would be on the block is that true uh i think so yeah first of all uh it's great to be back i haven't been back uh in like a week or so i was doing some sicknesses and personal issues but i'm back and for the foreseeable future I should be good to go. So I am back and I'm on Big Brother for good. Uh, right. But I'm here. Uh, and now we're going to talk about this. Do I think Cam would have been nominated had uh, Jag and or Blue or Jack or Blue won a choice? And my answer is yes. Uh, I think everybody would have nominated Cameron and Red um, had they won HOH. And I think it's no different with Jag uh, and Blue. Cameron and Red, the pressure cooker was a dire competition for them to win to see if they could get any real allies and any real power. And, I mean, Cameron went out and won it. Uh, so, in my opinion, it's not the move I don't think Cameron really should have made to really make a dent in someone's game or a dent in the power structure. But, I mean, to be fair, Jack and Blue were going to nominate him. So, respect for that, I guess. I guess so. I mean, the last time you were here, Jack, we talked about winning the HOH in the third week of the game and how important that is. And you made a mention that that sort of stretched into this week, the importance of winning week three sort of stretched into week four. Do you still think that holds true? No. Uh, I... This is one of the anomalistic seasons. There are very few seasons where this happens. Usually a decently early HOH 
decides the course of the season. A big alliance is formed, a big move is made, something like that. This season is different because over the past week, or basically since I've been here, we've started to kind of see, and this is representative of the feeds as well, Sari starting to become somewhat of a Paul Big Brother 19 type of player. Not in terms of the absolute bullying and absolute bashing, because Sari is a very nice person, and that would never happen. Um, But Sari has fingers on every house guest. And if they aren't working good with Sari, they are on the outs. Uh, We have seen this the past week and a half, two weeks, uh, and it's really bubbled to the surface this week. Uh, Sari just has a stranglehold on the house. Um, And so, you know, I don't really think it's about these early HOHs defining the season. When you have a player like Sari, who not only isn't the greatest at competitions, that is proven, um, but also doesn't want to nor needs to win competitions, and she's the one controlling everything, you have a game where HOHs do not matter as much. And that's kind of weird, fundamentally, because Big Brother is... The HOHs make the, make, make the week. The HOHs determine who's in the block and who's on the block come eviction. Like, they determine the two people that can go home. It's as easy as that. Not this time. <laughs> the HOHs nominate people, but after that, it's Ceres power. And I think that I don't think we're really going to see a power-shifting HOH until a lot later in the game, if we do even see one like that. I know. I mean, I'm kind of getting nervous that we might be running into a Big Brother All-Stars 2 type of situation where the majority is in power basically the entire game. Uh, I'm really, really hoping that is not the case. I don't think that's a very entertaining season of the show. But you said something that sort of struck me, which is the fact that Suri really is basically aligned with everyone. Uh, We've heard Sam on the live feed that he would lay down his game uh, for through, which is a very strong thing to say. In my episode, where Cam says he's just protecting his alliance with Legend 25, but then we have Jag on the opposite end who's like, oh, I'm safe because I'm a part of the seven deadly sins. Both alliances feature three. Every alliance features three. Uh, I, I think this is just. Um... I think this is a factor of two things. Uh, a lot of online discourse has been had that uh, the Suri and Jared twist, where they are mother and son, is becoming more and more and more unfair as the weeks go on, as the more ingratiated they become. I agree, because of the second reason. Suri uh, is one of the greatest social survivor players of all time. Coming on the Big Brother, you may think, okay, it's a new game. Maybe Suri doesn't have that capital. Nope. She's still just as good as Survivor, if not better, because now she's controlling an entire house of people. And it doesn't really help anybody else, considering that regardless of how good they are, 
regardless of how strong they play, if they try to make moves against Suri and Jared knows, Suri's going to know. But that's not all because Suri's so good that now if you tell Izzy, Izzy's going to tell Suri. If you tell Matt, Matt's going to tell Suri. If you tell almost everybody in the house, well, let's go ahead and say everybody. Everybody in the house, they're all going to go say, they said this, they said this to Suri. All of the the tunnels. The people who won't pass on the information to Suri are the people that are actively trying to at least get others to think about taking a shot at her, Felicia, Izzy. Uh, but it just, it, everyone wants to everyone wants to protect uh, Suri and Felicia and Izzy. So weird stuff going on. I, we'll see how uh, tomorrow's eviction episode ends up. I kind of feel like this was a wasted week, though we do see some more of Cam's rationale his explanations for why he went this route we can talk about you know how we think he did at explaining everything but we see that blue is really nervous about being on the block with jag because it will either end in jag leaving her leaving or if jag wins the veto in the episode then that means that jared is at risk of going up on the block as a replacement i mean this whole let me just say, I'm surprised at how much this episode actually talked about their showmance. And I think we all know what segment I'm referring to, um, which was a very funny segment. But I was actually just so surprised that they included it in tonight's episode with the search for the condoms. I, I watched it live. Uh, I, was a, I think it was Monday night that it happened. Uh, yeah, it was Monday night or around yesterday night. I, yeah, it was around that time. Uh, it was hilarious. I was watching the whole thing live. Um Probably one of the funniest segments I've seen this season. Um, and listen, Izzy was the head of that. And while Izzy is a serene minion, she is entertaining as all hell. And I don't see a problem with it as long as she's a, a chaotic, messy minion. We all have this idea that eventually Izzy's going to just combust and everything's going to th- just be thrown out into the wild. We're all hoping that it's soon. Uh, we're all hoping that Izzy just blows the casket wide open soon. But, you know, this this whole bit was great. Um, and we got to see some insights with Jared, of course. But I think if you've been watching the feeds, uh, it's been pretty clear that that's exactly what Jared is. There's a big revelation, though, that if true – could mean something catastrophic uh, for their games if she decides to talk about it. <laughs> We're talking about um, Blue and the revelation of Jared having a relative in the house. Yes. Uh, so Jared uh, has been cluing Blue along past couple weeks, um, saying that he might have someone he knows in the house. And then finally, this week... The ball dropped. Jared told Blue. But <laughs> Jared told Blue it was Felicia. And he flat out said it was Felicia, which was so... Because during the live feeds, it seemed like Blue came to that conclusion on her own. I didn't realize. I was really surprised by that in the episode, actually. he I think he said it sort like half 
jokingly, he was like, what if I told you it was Felicia? Um, and I think, I mean, obviously it led to some really funny feeds the next day where we saw Blue really trying to buddy up with um, Felicia and Suri happened to be in frame also. Um, I was actually kind of expecting that in this episode. Maybe it'll, it'll appear tomorrow, but we, we find out in Blue's confessional that she's like, I'm actually kind of leaning towards if he did have a mother in the house, I'm leaning towards Suri, which I was like, oh, thank you. Because she was saying everything that BB Twitter was basically saying. Uh, his mom was on game show or he was surrounded by game shows. Suri was on a game show. Um, Suri was from Jersey. You know, like it's it's all those clues that we've all been like blue, connect the dots, thinking that she really was on board thinking that Felicia was his mom. But it seems like she's coming to terms with the fact that it is Suri, but she's still not going to do anything about it. Yeah, uh, this is this is the first time in a while that an episode has been so revelatory in the fact that if it did happen where Blue told someone else, it would be game shattering. Because if Felicia and Jared were the ones that were related and Blue told people that, then it's like, eh, Felicia's just new. But if it were Suri and Jared and Blue told people, now everyone wants Suri out because now Suri has stranglehold and an unfair advantage. This doesn't happen often. We don't get a lot of huge reveals in the episode because... As of right now, on the feeds, there has been no indication that Blue thinks that Sari is Jared's mom. No indication. Not not even not even like a hint. Like you would have to psychoanalyze every aspect of Blue's feed, uh, Blue's feed time, like in a lab, to figure out if there were any moments where she alluded to Sari being Jared's mom. We had no idea. And so if this is the truth, and if Blue actually believes this and wasn't maybe hinted on by production just to give an option to say, no, maybe it's one of them, maybe it's Suri, uh, that would be huge. If Blue told someone about it, that's the thing. Information is a powerful thing in any reality TV show, and it is probably the most powerful in a show like Big Brother. If you don't reveal the information, then nothing's going to come out of it. I can kind of see Blue, if Blue gets evicted tomorrow, it can go one of two ways. She could just leave, but or I can kind of see her maybe revealing it then. If she feels, the, the thing with Blue is I don't know how like 100% solid she thinks she knows about it, right? Like she might be holding on to it being like, oh, there's a chance Jared might be lying or it might just be a joke. And that may be her reasoning for not wanting to like include it in her strategy as of yet. But if she feels pretty solid about the fact that yes, Jared and Suri are related and then she decides to blow up that game if she is voted out, let's say maybe she feels a sense of betrayal if it happens that might be really interesting and I would go straight to the, I would run straight to the feeds after that episode airs tomorrow. If that ends up happening. Mm -hmm. um, we also see that red and Cameron actually talk about, Hey, Suri, Izzy, Felicia, they're very, very close. And you know, we should do something about that, but they don't do anything about that. That is, I feel like that's starting to become a pretty prevalent theme 
uh, this season, and it might be a theme uh, going down the line in this season. Uh, I think it's very intuitive for Cameron and Red to figure out that Sarif Felician is your running things. Uh, but I also think it's very uh, cheap and chickenish of them not to do anything about it on their HOH. And so it's good game awareness to know who's in power and who's controlling the uh, dynamics of the house. But it's also a thing to know your own positioning in the house. If you you need three things to have a really good read on a Big Brother house. You need to know who's in power. You need to know how you stand with the power and in general with the house. And if you win a competition, are you going to do something about it? If you're in the power structure, if you're in the core, you don't got to do anything because that's your core unless you want to make a big move or whatever. If you're outside of the core and you know that you're outside of the – you know that there's a core and that there's a power structure – but you don't go for the power structure. What's the point of winning HOH? It's it's false power. It's fictional power. It's it's one of those things where uh, I mean, he, the unfortunate thing is is that like Karen Cameron has some <laughs> logic. Uh, Cameron has some logic, like in terms of. I don't think it's the right time to take a shot at his alliance. If his alliance was real, Legend 25, um, then I get that. But he already hinted in the episode that he doesn't really think it's that real anyway. And Suri is picking up on that too, where uh, she was saying like, well, if Cameron doesn't really think that this is real, and I don't think it's real, like we got to take a shot at Cameron and Red later. So it's weird to me that Cameron is sort of just like, yeah, let me just keep hiding behind this. The only thing I will say is that for his game and for Red's game, I agree that they should not have changed the nominations because they were already in too deep. If you don't have to nominate three people on your HOH, don't. And there was no guarantee that their backdoor plan was going to work. Yeah, I mean, it's a very sticky situation to put yourself in if you decide where you basically have a situation where you and a tight ally have all the power in a week to backdoor someone, but it's only you two making the decision. If it's a house move, then it's fine. And there's a little more leeway. If it's just two yeah, people school. making... Yeah, exactly. If it's two people making a decision to backdoor someone, it's probably going to backfire. Um, personally... I still think they should have taken the shot. I mean, I think it's ridiculous uh, not to do absolutely anything uh, to try and make a move on a known power structure. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not there. I'm not in the Big Brother house. I'm not making that decision. Cameron Red are, and I am ashamed that they are the ones making that decision uh, when I know – that a really perceptive super fan who was in their spot would take that shot. It's like, for some reason, he just wants Jag out of the house. And I feel like the way that the backdoor could have happened more easily is if uh, Red used the power of veto on Jag. And then let's say they put up Izzy in place and that then it's Izzy and Blue. But we know Jared doesn't want to get rid of Blue. 
So it makes it easier to sort of land the vote on Izzy in this hypothetical situation. Obviously, as we know, if you watch the episode, Red decides not to use the power of veto uh, to not change the nomination. So at the end of the episode and what we have going into tomorrow is that Jag and Blue are still on the block. And they've already sort of said, you know, we're not going to we're not going to throw each other under the bus. We're going to campaign, but not slander each other. And we'll see how it works for for both of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see how it works. Uh, I've been watching the feeds. I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything unless we get to a part later in this uh, recap where I can. Um, oh, yeah, you absolutely will be able to. I mean, it just great. It feels so boring this week. I'm sorry. You know, like we I'm trying to bring uh, more energy to this, but I just feel like the the decisions made by the people in power this week um, did not really help their games. I would say that, that like, again, we mentioned Suri is still um picking up on the fact that Cameron and Red are going to pose a threat for her game moving forward. So they sort of failed at that. Um, They failed at taking out um, anyone who might pose them more opposition than Jag and Blue in the future, uh, which is the house. I love when they said the house in this episode, it cut straight to Suri and to Felicia. And I thought that that was like a really great choice because as we know it, that is the house. Now I want to talk about uh, the power of veto um player selections we got cameron who uh selected red i mean this really was interesting because two people got exactly who they wanted and then jag picked mccole mccole's uh badge and i thought that the power of veto challenge was actually pretty cool i thought this was a fun one yeah i i, I like this challenge uh i thought it was uh strategic it was not a ton of athleticism um just uh, figuring out weight, uh, just being analytical. I think the only one who really kind of processed the beginning part is analytical was Red, and I think that's why he probably got the advantage and won that competition because he got ahead of uh, figuring out the weights and the positions. Uh, yeah, cool comp. I think it's really, really, really fortunate for Big Brother um, and reality TV in general that the writer strike is still going on and has been wow. raging for months. It's terrible. Um, but it's really great for reality TV because, uh, if you don't know, Big Brother has um, has some new lot space because some of these shows that are supposed to be going on aren't going on. And so now Big Brother has extra space, meaning that instead of – keeping the backyard just slammed down all the time to build new competitions. All of the competitions or most of them are in another space. And so now not only can they have more backyard time, which means psychologically they're going to have more fun. They're going to be more enjoyable. They're not going to be as nasty. Um, but it also means we're going to get better competitions. We're going to get more in-depth competitions. We're not going to get the weird stuff that just happens in a day or two in the backyard. Like we're going to get competitions where we go to a separate place. There's a big room and there's something potentially new to do. And I think that's really, really helpful 
because competitions on Big Brother are not its uh, not its great talking point for recommending uh, Big Brother. And just because you brought it up, I do want to just take a moment to say I support the writers and I support the actors as they strike to get equal pay, uh, fair pay, and also uh, ch- just re-examine the contracts that are currently out there. I would, yes. I, although I love reality television, um, I would happily take the regular schedule any day to know that the actors and writers are getting paid what uh, they deserve. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, reality television has taken up a lot of the schedule, um, but hopefully the actors and writers will be able to come to an agreement soon with the studios. So just wanted to throw that out there. We're in support of the writers and of the actors. Uh, And I thought that I was going back to this HOH, not HOH, going back to this veto competition. It irked me so much. Okay, so, okay, here we go. The lights went up on the letters on the wall. Mm. And it irked me that people were running to grab the pieces and then using the pieces to figure out how to unscramble it. I said, it's on the wall. Why are you wasting this time? Uh... Unscramble it while you see them and then go and put it in the order when you think you know the word. How did they do this? Heat of the moment thing. I also think there were a bunch of other symbols just like laying around um, the entire wall. So I'm guessing they must have thought that. But I, I mean, I think they should have looked a little harder, looked around a little bit. You know, you have that time before the competition to look around, pay attention a little bit more. Because in any competition, you see something that's different. You see something that stands out. Make note of it because it may be useful in the future. And that's to all of you as well. You see anything, you're on Big Brother, you see anything that has that kind of thing going on where it's something something that could relate to the competition, keep it in mind, because it may get you an HOH or a veto that you just might need. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that people probably are like really nervous when they go to compete in any of these competitions. So it's easy to sort of lose sight of what you're supposed to do or, um, you know, very simple things like unscrambling the word golden. Uh, So I could see you get pretty flustered, but I it just irked me so much. The the letters are on the wall. You don't need to get the pieces out to see the letters. <laughs> that was it. I think a lot of people could have had fat, quicker times if they just took a second. Um, but I, overall, I thought the thing was really cool. I like the setting of like, like very Indiana Jones. I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then speaking of competitions, we have uh, the America's Vote competition that we know from the live feeds has happened within the last day or so. So we're going to transition over to talking more about live feeds, potential spoilers, who we think the target has landed on, things like that. So if you don't want to know that information, totally understand, but we're going to get into that right now. So Jack, we can't really, we can confirm as best we can based on what people have said on the live feeds, but I just have to preface that we still have to take that with a grain of salt too, because we never know who's saying what for strategy or, um, you know, who really has the power. So who do you think at least played in the competition? 
First of all, I'd like to say, if we're in full spoiler territory, this has been a crazy end to the week. Uh, I think all the speculation about the power um, has driven people kind of mad, has driven people to start playing better games or try to play better games. Uh, and it, it's kicked some people in the butt, that's for sure. Uh, now, it's uh, it's very clear that when Ceri's on the show, there's a good chance that Ceri's going to get picked. It was all but confirmed on the feeds that Ceri was picked. And, I mean, it's Ceri. She's going to get picked for the competition. However, Ceri did not do well. Uh, she not only said that she didn't do well, but compared to everyone else who took about 25 minutes to get out of the diary room um, where they uh, were told if they were chosen for the power, Sari took about 45 minutes. And so, you know, if other people are getting picked and everyone's around 25 and Sari's around 45, she definitely got picked, but she definitely lost. Uh, so she's 100% one. And then you consider... Uh, who the other three could be. And it's really a matter of analyzing who are the favorites and on what platforms are the favorites on. So I would say right away, I think Matt was a lock for it. Uh, Matt was a lock to be chosen to play the competition. And yes, he was chosen to play the competition. Um, he's been number one on Joker's rankings for basically the entire, uh, entire season so far. Uh, and I'm pretty sure all the casuals love him, so he was 100% getting in. Um, I think that uh, Americori, the showmance, has 100% helped Corey to be the third person to get picked for this competition. Uh, it's not. It's helped that it's been on the show. It helps that they've been uh, snuggling on the feeds. Uh, people like Corey in America. And they thought Corey needed it more, so Corey uh, definitely, definitely went to play because he was also doing a pretty bad job of hiding that he was playing, wearing, uh, you know, wearing the shades inside and acting totally like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't play, I don't know, I don't know, I didn't play. Um, he played, uh, and then the fourth. Uh, it was tough actually to decipher who was the fourth. There were a few contenders, uh, America, in that. Uh, junction with America and Corey. Felicia is a fan favorite. Uh, a lot of people like Felicia. But the person who ended up being the one that was picked as the fourth is Jag. Uh, because Jag told, uh, I forgot who he told. I think he might, might, uh, might have told Matt. But Jag played as well. And I think that's because he's an underdog. He won the veto last week. Um, you know, he scrapping to survive. And so I get it. Um, and, you know, you have these four players. Sari didn't obviously win because, uh, you know, she took a long time. But you have three players that all came out at the same time, generally out of the die room. Who wins the competition? We, uh, we didn't know who won the competition until, like, about three hours ago. Uh, they have been really, really trying on the feeds to hide who's won this competition. They've been shutting off cameras. They've been just shutting them down for hours on end. They don't want us to figure out. But somebody at CBS messed up and kept the cameras on a little too long to reveal that Matt had the power. 
who then told Sari he had the power. <laughs> so Matt right. has the power of uh, being able to cancel the two evictions. And I gotta ask, what do you what do you think about that? I don't know how I feel about this. Obviously, great for Matt. If this is this is still alleged, right? Like, who knows? They it have it, to could, it, it could not be true. We don't we don't know. We don't know. We won't know until tomorrow. But let's say hypothetically, it is true, and Matt does have the power. The thing is, we've seen that in this episode, Matt got really close with Suri throughout this past couple week, and he's been feeding her information. So. That's Matt's strategy, and that's awesome. I think he's worked himself into a nice place when it comes to working with Suri. Uh, as a viewer, it just makes me nervous because there's. I have a. It, chances are he absolutely will not touch the eviction this week, and there's a chance that he won't even touch it next week. He's not really at risk of being put on the block. I don't think. Uh, also, uh, let's say his side. What whoever that may be comes into power, whether that's Suri, Felicia, Izzy, someone who's working with Suri, uh, comes into power and does you know another obvious move. Uh, he probably won't use it then. But here's where it gets interesting: if someone like America or maybe Corey come into power and then try to make a game trajectory changing move by taking out a power player, I can see Matt using the power on Suri or Felicia or Izzy if one of them is in jeopardy. And it's, it's, I think that this twist, unfortunately, may stumble a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is tradition with a Grodner twist uh, that it will probably fail. Uh, it, was really dependent on the votes, um, but it was really dependent on the competition as well. Uh, a lot of people are speculating it was a table maze, but beyond that, uh, if Corey won and America gone for the HOH, we were about to have a pretty good next week because America yeah. was going to charge to get rid of uh, Suri and Izzy. Uh, and Corey winning the power would have completely let that happen. Unfortunately, Matt winning stops that in his tracks, and now... All eyes are on either Kim and Red or America and Corey, which nobody's liking right now. Um, a lot uh, a lot has gone on this week. A lot has gone on this week. Uh, America and Corey uh, were hanging out a lot more than the feeds, uh, the episodes let on. Uh, nighttime, they were cuddling for hours. They were isolating and they weren't playing the game. Uh, and now they are either targets for some people this next week or in the next two or three weeks for everybody. Which sucks because everybody loves Corey and America um, for their own reasons, but also together. Uh, so it's really, really unfortunate that they are now uh, targets for how they've been playing. Um, so Corey really, really needed this power for them to really go forward and try and take a big shot. It gets the power structure, but now it's looking like that's not going to happen because regardless, Matt is a Suri minion and, uh, you know, Matt's going to cancel that eviction if Suri doesn't like it. Um, yeah. I'm good. I mean, I'm going to say, though, this week more than any, it's been about who is Suri's best child of the week. Um, 
you have so there is a lot of children in this house. Uh, Izzy, obviously Jared, Matt, uh, Felicia, and that's about it for her general children. The rest are kind of uh, external allies or just allies in general or enemies. Uh, but the four main children are Izzy, Felicia, Jared, and Matt. And so it's really a matter of who's the best child this week. Well, I think we answered that because Matt is like by far the best child of the week. Um, Matt told her about the power, told about all the alliances. Matt fully trusts Sari and Sari fully trusts Matt. So Matt is uh, the best child of the week. Uh, and that is the award for him. The worst child of the week is Felicia. And it's just really interesting because Felicia, there's been a lot of talk um, that the IFC trio, Izzy, Felicia, Sari, started to crack because Felicia isn't really feeling that anymore and wants to make sure she's set up properly without Izzy and Sari. And so she's trying to make connections with Mimi, with America, with Blue, just trying to make more external connections because she's noticing. However, as as per usual in this house, Sari has found out that Felicia has been doing this. And so now Felicia is the least favorite child of the week. Yeah, it is. Well, Alicia told Jared that she was like thinking of this and, or, or said, uh, excuse me, Felicia proposed a final two alliance with Jared and says that she didn't want to go to the end with Suri. So, you know, what does Jared do? He goes back and tells Suri. So, yeah, I would, just, I would say Felicia high up there. I mean, we also have to talk, I mean, we talked about Blue finding out that Jared has a relative in the house and uh, narrows it down to Felicia and Suri and still goes to them and says, if anyone's putting Jared up on the block, it's going to be me. I said, wow, the nerve, the nerve. I wonder if it was just to gauge a reaction, but there are other ways to gauge a reaction. Dead, this house is very volatile. I mean, everybody is chaotic. Everybody is really bad at Big Brother. Even Sari, who's definitely playing the best right now, is still kind of bad at Big Brother. Um, like, they're all bad. And they will all say things to gauge reactions uh, and do weird, weird things. Um, I mean, this has been a crazy, crazy, crazy week. And as of now, the vote is flipping. And it is still flipping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It is, it's tough to say who's going to go home. We think it's Jack. Um, earlier in the week, there was a plan to blindside Blue at this eviction. Get rid of Blue. Send her home. Too close to Jared. We'll tell Jared last minute. Jared shut that down. And we have to talk about Jared. Uh Jared is not liked by a lot of people, and I can see why. Uh, you know, having sex blatantly in the house um, and being nasty You're about, about it. Fans and people on Twitter, right? Or people in the house? P uh, people on Twitter. People, uh, people, fans, fans. Uh, fans don't like Jared because Jared is just making a mess, and Jared's uh, unlikable and doesn't talk well about women. Uh, he's not great. I don't know what's going on with him, but he is playing still pretty, pretty good. 
He has a lot of people on his side. He shut down the blue flip pretty much to where it's leading Jag now who's going home. Uh, and, I mean, he's kind of got the game in his hands. If he can start to mount an insurrection against his mom. Because this is the interesting development today. Uh, Jared is starting to see if he can get people to see his mom as the big threat. Which is really interesting. (laughs) I mean... That is, I mean, it's shocking. Like, Jared is not actively trying to do this. He's playing it super subtle. He's really not pushing it at all. He's just, like, throwing out, like, a couple of tiny little seeds to see if anything happens. Um, But he's trying to set himself up. And so what we've seen this week, which is interesting, is that Sari's children – besides Izzy, because Izzy will never break from Suri, uh, are all, and Matt, I guess, Felicia and Jared are trying to branch off. And they're trying to create their own strong connections so that when it gets down to the nitty-gritty later in the game, they can do better. Um, However, I'm going to backtrack myself because I'm remembering what happened. Um... They want to set themselves up the best so that they can play the best game and still go with Suri to the end. Which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It seems like about being in the Big Brother house, you truly have no idea who the main character is, who the... You can only assume who is playing the best game and who you can go to the end with. So we're going to find out a lot after tomorrow's eviction. It's going to give us a really big sense of where the direction of this game is going. Uh, So let us know in the comments, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping to see Jag go? Are you hoping to see Blue go? Are you hoping that the person who ended up with the power uses it to stop tomorrow's eviction. Let us know in the comments. We are going to be here on Sunday to talk about the HOH episode. We're also finishing up Survivor Cambodia this weekend. We're doing a rewatch of that season. If you're a Survivor fan, we're talking about the last two episodes this weekend. We got one episode on Friday, one episode on Sunday. Jack, do you have any stock watches coming up? Uh, No, uh, Will and I haven't really talked about that uh, as of recently. However, uh, I'm going to try and get us off our butts. And since, since it is Labor Day on Monday, I think we're going to go ahead and pull the trigger and just do the stock watch for the back half of the season and uh, try and close it out. So we're ready for Survivor 45. I mean, we're so we saw and a lot heard- of promos this episode. I- I got it wrong, actually. I apologize. We're doing the episode Saturday and Sunday, not Friday and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. So if you're interested, make sure you hit that subscribe button and we will be here to cover Big Brother and Survivor and other reality shows in the future. We'll see. We will see. Hey, chat.